Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. Woohoo! Freedom Center Church podcast. I just like saying it. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You can introduce yourself, man, because you have aliases. I have like <laughs> let's, seven. Let's hear it. Bring it. <laughs> well, uh, for starters, my name is Johnny, aka Jay Lee Trey, aka Yin to the Yang, what? aka uh, what's the other ones? Trey Dog, aka uh, it's a lot. But one half of the Just Us podcast. Follow us on Spotify, yes. SoundCloud, <laughs> um, and also Apple Podcasts, and actually Stitcher as of next week. So Sweet. there you go. It's fun. I can't listen? keep up. It's a lot. You should listen to their podcast because it's crazy. It's a lot. And big shout out to my lovely fiance Yari, aka Yari B, aka Shinyari, <laughs> um, aka Babe. But that's for her. All those things. But yeah. I love it. Yes. love it. Love it. Yeah, thank that you for why, being That's with. why I had him do it, because no. that was too much. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered all that. <laughs> anyway, so welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank y'all for having me, as always. So, What so are we talking about today? We're talking about perspectives. We're talking about um, the current climate of how, how people see police officers and just different perspectives. Yeah. So what I wanted to do... There's a dude I follow, his name is Leo Jenkins. He was a ranger medic, and now he does things. He goes and does, like, third world medical missions and stuff like that. Oh, man. But he also writes poetry. Oh, wow. So he has this poem that was up on Instagram that I think I reshared on Instagram. But I'm going to read it because I think it pertains. It goes like this. It says, I may not fully understand the things you understand, but I certainly respect them. I may not speak those things the way you speak them, but that doesn't mean I don't see them. I'm no cynic or skeptic. I just have a different pair of eyes that see things the way they do. I use them to see you seeing the world the way you do. That's, I think that should, I hope, hit home to people. Because I think one time, one time in an encounter message, Pastor Carl shared kind of the story was where he had a mug and how everybody sees things, sees it from a different angle. And I think when it comes to how the media talks about police officers where it's often warranted there's just everybody has their own kind of their own view like you have Ashley you have your unique view and Johnny will have your unique view and I just kind of wanted to cover that yeah yeah that's big so where do we start <laughs> where do we start Jim where do we start well just um I think that I think we can all agree that there's you know it's not always as it seems. It's not always as social media portrays it to be. But at the same time, sometimes it is just that bad. You know, I have a very unique perspective because I have, I have, the, I have to work or get to work, depending on the scenario, side by side with mm-hmm. these men and women. So yeah. for, from my angle, I grew up not having much respect for the police at all. Because I grew up a skater kid in California. Shout out to LA. Kind of <laughs> up, constantly being told that you can't skate here, you can't do that. 
taking my skateboards, throwing them in the trunk, sending me home, you know, stuff like that. I did actually have an Oakland, California police beat down one day that probably, now that I'm older, was deserved because I just just wouldn't stop talking. And the guy was telling me, the officer was telling me, just basically telling me to shut up, and I wouldn't. Just kept going, kept running my mouth, running my mouth, running my mouth. And he put me on the hood of his car, pressed my face all down in it. Ooh. You know, and it was just, all I needed to do was walk away. Yeah. But that kind of, in my mind, that built up, you know, and it was at that time, it was Oakland, California, and I don't have the best rep in the world. At that time, they didn't at least. Facts. And it was, so my perspective was that, you know, that cops weren't, or the police weren't there to protect and serve, but to convict and unnerve and kind of just, yeah. just kind of put the screws to everybody. And then I, you know, grow up and get a job as a paramedic and work in a city that needs policing. And then my perspective started to shift. And then, and now it's sometimes it gets to where things happen and I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it should go that way. Yeah. But then I'm in a, like I said, a unique situation because sometimes I just can't say anything because I need to have them have my back. Right. You know, so That's interesting though you said that you can't say nothing because you need them to have you. That's interesting. I like it. But I understand. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, trust me, I, I, I know both sides. I'm not like a Alright, foreclosure. <laughs> I'm not like a hood kid at all, but I know what happens on both sides of the fence being suburban and seeing or being around kind of like the urban areas of especially Flint, Michigan for sure. Um and you know, you, you deal with it too though. because um, you see like uh like you just like you just tell me off air, like you see the, the south and east side of mm-hmm. Flint. So you so okay. you know what's going on. Um like, for me, it happened to me, like, well, like, my perspective actually changed recently, but four years ago, I was anti-police, and forget it, and don't care, and, because, like, I pulled over for a wrongful stop in 4 a.m. going to FedEx and on Grange Hall Road going to the highway, um, you know, going to work, brand new, 2015, Malibu LTZ, fully decked out. You know, you feel like you're the man a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then you do five over. Speed limit is, at that time, it was 65. It wasn't 70 yet. So you do 70 at the time, and then you see a police car kind of, like, follow you. No lights on, just you know it's there. Right. That's the first thing. Then you see another one come from the other side of the median about maybe a mile later. And then... You see a truck after that, which is another mile later. Now, all three of these cars are following you, and the truck picks up speed, gets in front of you, all the lights come on at one time, and it's like, wait, what? What is going on? Then another police car with a canine dog comes on the driver's side. So this is, I guess, what they call a federal stop, I guess, back in the day. I don't know if it's still the same now. Um, They come guns drawn because they feel like my car is stolen and my license plate is stolen. But it's... Uh, in, in other words, to not like get like really deep into it, in other words, it turns into, uh, all right, you really pulling me over because you think my tags and stuff are stolen or you're pulling me over because you know, there's an African-American male in this car. It's a brand new 2015 Chevrolet Malibu, right? Fresh off the lot, middle of November. You know what I mean? And then now 
You just why are you out here at 4 a.m.? Come to find out, they miss uh, misspelled or mistyped some uh, letters on my tags uh, at the state of Michigan. Um, so shout out home, thank you. Uh, that was the first thing, and then second thing, it so was, state of Michigan messed up your tags. Facts. Yeah. So from that moment forward. Uh, having guns drawn if it wasn't for you know my stepdad who was also a police officer shout out to my stepdad uh, Mount Morris Township and city of Mount Morris and also the Genesee County Parks if it wasn't for him talking to dispatchers and stuff mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here right now I don't know what would have happened and this is in the height of I think that was Ferguson time in 2014 2015 yeah right so everything was super sensitive yeah everything you know, was super up. Yeah, so I'm already on edge, like, what is going on? Like, why am I getting pulled over? Those type of things. So, perspective-wise, it switched this year um, just because I'm seeing a lot of, I guess, fellow black people going into the force, I guess would be the perfect example. Um, a lot of my friends now, they're on Flint Police now. Um doing great things, you know, because it, it helps seeing it like in our communities that we see somebody that we know that's prevalent, um, mm-hmm. that's actually popular sometimes. Uh, they do great stuff. There was a great dude outside of the uniform, and now they're even better inside right. the uniform. So when that type of stuff happens, it's more so like, hey, all right, cool. Like, you might be changing something from the inside. That's just locally, you know. Right. So it encourages me. That changes my perspective a little bit. But, of course, when I'm – it's always Michigan State Police is always the ones. My perspective hasn't changed on the blue car since with the cherry top is what we call it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know. It's a lot. Trust me. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm the middle class kid that grew up in Saginaw where I went to the public academy version, I guess, of school. So a little bit of everybody tested in. So I kind of grew up in this bubble of a little bit of everybody. And um, actually, when I moved from the private school to this this uh, kind of charter public academy type thing. Um, Where did you go to school at? It was, well, the elementary school was Hanley. Oh, Hanley for sure. That I had to test into. And when I moved from the private school, which was, what was it called? I forget. It was a Baptist school. Um, switched over. All I had were dresses. Wow. Because that's what the the dress code was for the private school. So when I went over to the public school, I got picked out and teased by two white girls all the time. And it was these two little black boys that wouldn't let anybody pick on me. And oh, so dope. my experience from, uh, what was it, fourth, fourth or fifth grade on was the two kids that stood up for me. Right. Were two incredible that little boys. Dope. So it was Ashley, white Ashley in these dresses running around with. Kyle and Eamon all the time, and, and they just were so good to me. And so just that was my experience. It's like people are going to be jerks, they're going to be turds, but you kind of got to give everybody a fair shot to show their own character. Right. And so it's just there was enough of a mix that I had people that I had conflict with that were black. I had people that I had conflict with that were white, you know, and it was just – but I had good friends that were of everything, you know, and yeah. so – um, that's that's right. my experience. So I grew up where, like, you run a red light, you do something stupid, you rob a yep. store, you're going to get 
you're going to get the, pay the consequence of that. Yeah. Um, I did run a red light at one point in my um, grandfather's uh, big, like, Yukon. Uh, we had had it in our possession after he had passed away. Um, I blew a red light because um, I was arguing with my mom earlier in the evening, and I was on my way to go get my stepsister. And so I get pulled over and to like on both sides, so coming oh, up on both man. sides. Gotcha. They, I was so freaked out that they pulled me over, and they had asked me like, "What, what you know, whatever." I'm like, "No, everything's okay. Just you know, just kind of arguing with my mom and stuff." Um, they let me go without a ticket. That wouldn't happen over here. They let me go without a ticket. Ooh, that wouldn't have happened over here. That's but I was though. speeding on Shiawassee here a couple of years ago, and Fenton Police pulled me over. He was so hot with me because I was going, I was used to back roads, like living mm-hmm. out in Argentine, where the, and I had a head cold, and I just was not in my right mind. I dropped off stuff at the church and was on my way to work. I pulled. Probably was going like 15 over. I just started cruising back here because I was just like, I got to get to work and stuff. He was so pissed. He was so <laughs> upset with me. Oh, um, I did get a ticket for that. He was not very happy with me, and I completely deserved it. But that's, right. you know, I gotcha. so but that's been my experience. Right. You know? It's a very interesting thing, and there's, there's all kinds of nuance that goes with that. Because while I have those situations like I talked about earlier, where now I'm caught up in this scenario... Or I'm not comfortable with it, but I gotta internalize that. You know that happens. But there's also where membership has its privileges, and I'll be speeding through town, get pulled over by wherever, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Like, oh, because because association. Yeah, we'll be back on the road tomorrow. All right, yeah. <laughs> See ya. You know, which is it benefits me, but it's not necessarily a good thing. It's not consistent. You know, but it does, like I said, it does have, there is some privilege there. But it just has always been that, I think, I think what I wanted to get to is just, just that what is social media and the mainstream media, what are they doing to help the scenario? Like, I know that there's people, there's individuals that have been police officers that have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, and they need they have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know all the time if it's with malice or it's just poor training. You know, I don't always have those answers, obviously. But I think it's where we get to a point where all police officers are bad and everyone's got the same intent Yeah, is where it gets a little kind of... Well, the trouble is, is not you didn't come into my office and I filed your taxes incorrectly. Right. You know, this isn't a clerical error. Oops, I messed up. We can right. go fix it. This is, I've put somebody through trauma. Mm-hmm. I've wrongfully shot somebody. Right. I've, you know, impacted a community or a family in some way. Right. Um, whether that be the person being arrested or whatever, or the officer, you know, like on either right. side and stuff. So um, there's a lot more at stake in a lot of these situations than it is just like, whoops, I filed something wrong or whoops, I, you know, build you incorrectly. Let me fix that for you. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like way more, I don't want to say the word detrimental because it sounds super deep, but it's way more like toxic when you think of it, like the way you just said, um, to what you were saying, Jim, like with the social media part, a lot of times on social media, especially recently, um, it's been like, 
this constant um, aura of, hey, like, let's search for the next thing that's happening that's just like Air Garden or just like Sandra Bland or just like right. uh, Trayvon Martin. Let's, let's, let's look for the next thing. And I think personally, and it's, this might upset, like, certain people that listen to it, that's fine. But I think it's weird that you go looking for something and sometimes you'll overanalyze things right. that don't need to be overanalyzed. Sometimes it's just simply, nah, that person definitely killed somebody and they should get arrested. Like, it's okay. Right. Like, if you do wrong, like you said, you were taught, you know, actually you were taught, like, hey, if you run a red light, you do this, you do that, and the third, yeah, you're getting pulled over at the end of the day. Or you might have to face some type of consequence, whether it's a ticket, whether it's whatever, arrested, your car get repo, you lose your license, whatever it is. Okay. Um a lot of times on social media, you just go to look for something so much. I even find myself doing it sometimes, but you have to just will yourself back out. Like, wait a second. Can we get a bigger picture a lot? Right. Because it's only a snapshot, really. You right. don't really know the full thing until sometimes media will kind of uncover it more for you. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just going off of one person's tweet. Yeah. And which is, that's, that's good because... You know, like I said, when we started, I have this, you know, I have this special look, you know, I can see from, I get to see it from a couple of sides. And while there's mistakes have been made at the same time, it's a split second decision mm-hmm. a lot of times. Sometimes does the officer make the wrong choice? Of course. But now they're working in a world, you know, anybody who does that job, who holds that line is working in a world where either way, Really, either way, if they're in a situation where guns are drawn, life's over. Because either they're going to get slid and life's really over, yep. or they're going to have to shoot somebody and life's over. Because they're going to be so highly scrutinized that a lot of times, for the greater good, the, the command staff of the police department is just going to have to be like, going to have to cut ties. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, they become the sacrifice you know, which is horrible, but it's just kind of the fact of the matter. That's where we are. Yeah, and the problem I have with social media is, you know, the inherent conversations that continue to happen um, through the news and social media is that there, a lot of it is just wanting to argue. A lot of it is mm-hmm. not even seeking the truth. It's just... Right. I just want to make my point, and so whatever part of the story, whatever part of these facts, I can play towards my side of it. We're not really looking. I, I see a situation happen, uh, and I want to know what what really actually happened. Yeah, me too. What actually happened? Because regardless, there's there's somebody somebody was there at the wrong place at the wrong time, anyways. Right. And if they were doing something wrong, like that's a life that doesn't know what they're doing. They're they're lost. They're not making great decisions, and right. that's a real human being, you know. Right. And and so there, there's that whole scope of things too. Um, I don't. I have no business and no interest of hearing people argue over social media. Right. I, I want to. I agree with that. You know, there's. <laughs> I agree with. There's that. pain happening in our country and our city. So what are we going to do about about it to make it better? Right. Not just argue who was wrong and right, because yeah. ultimately, now to be. You know, you have two kids in your house that are con- constantly fighting all the time. And if, if you're addressing the issue of who stole what from who in the first place, but you're not addressing how to 
honor and respect each other from the very beginning, you'd be cutting out a lot of the mess by just going back to the heart of the issue, not just what that issue was right in front of the table, you know. So so that's what I have a problem with, that there's a lot of people that just want to argue about stuff, and and I have a hard time being able to see through things and actually know what the heck was even going on in the first place. Right, and that's, I think, kind of what I'd hope to get to, because that's the bigger, you know, a big part of the picture is we all kind of get caught in that echo chamber and of what's going on and what, you know, I might see something and get, you know, it's to be transparent someday some days I'll see something fly by the Twitter feed or on Facebook and I'm like man what you know and and jump on one side of the argument but the very next day you know in a different circumstance that same thing could pass by and I can be like uh hold on now there's more to the story you know maybe we slow down a little bit you know so it's I think just having our eyes open you know, it's like that poem said, just being being able to understand that there's no way that I can see things the way you see them, Ashley. Yeah. No way I can see the way you do, Johnny. I have I just have my perspective. But to be empathetic enough and respectful enough to understand that there's other perspectives. Bingo. You got it. You, you know, hit the nail but, on the head. But I, to go back, though, to... If I get pulled over for doing something, because I know that I live my life in such a way, I don't have a worry. Like, I know that right. the truth will come out. But for, like you said a minute ago, if if it wasn't for your stepdad, if it wasn't for the connections that you had, that you wouldn't be here. Right. Like So there's got to be a trust that. But if I do what's right, if I play by the rules mm-hmm. and and be a fellow citizen and person in my community that I don't have to live in fear that I'm going to be mistreated just because of the color of my skin or just because of my demographic or just because I'm on the opposite side of whatever that situation might be. And so I have an inherent trust that people are good and are trying to do the best that they are doing. But I also want to know that if, if an officer or whoever wasn't doing something correctly, that it needs to be righted. You know, so I'm I'm not necessarily sitting here like, oh, well, they can do whatever they want because for the most part they do it right. Like everything should be addressed. Right. But I guess to be really honest, like, do do you feel like there's a lot of folks that feel like they aren't, they could do everything right and still aren't respected and treated well? Uh, yep. And I'll be, I'll be blatantly honest. It, It is that way because. If I get pulled over in Fenton, like right now, if I was leaving Freedom Center and I just rode past, I don't know, maybe they just was like, where are you, are you coming from? The side of like, when we leave out of Fenton, like going out of the high school, right? Or that that pathway. Why you leave out of there? You don't go here. Like what you doing here type situation. Um, a lot of times, like especially like for black people, especially black males, a lot of times when we get pulled over, there's like a series of things that go across our head. One, we probably didn't do nothing wrong, but maybe speed, if that. Um, two, we always get the, where well, your headlight was out, your taillight was out. We get a lot of that. Like, it just happened to me, like, last week. Like, I didn't have no taillight out, no headlight out. Didn't over the speed limit, nothing. I was in Grand Blank going home. And it was just like, yeah, what you doing out here? It's like, I live here. I live down the street on Reed Road. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? But it's more so like, okay. Now I have an inherited fear because I don't know what's going to come next. Because 
our whole objective is just to go home every day. And a lot of times we don't go home. Whether that's black on black crime, that's a whole other subject, or whether it's, you know, police stuff where you just get hit with something and you really didn't do anything, but per se because of your color, your skin, or how you look, or how you portray yourself at that moment in time. Because if a black person has a suit on, they might get a little bit more respect. But if I go outside the way I'm looking right now, beanie, hoodie, you know, it's like, yeah, what you doing out here? You don't supposed to be out here. Or you don't supposed to do this. You don't supposed to do that. Just because of who I am or what color my skin is. I wish I had that that way of just to be like, hey, um, I'm just a good citizen. I pay taxes. I do this. I do that. I'm I'm a Christian. I take care of people. I I love people. I love people you know, regardless of what walk of life you come from. But that don't matter in that moment in time because I think a lot of times what happens is there's a systemic stereotype that happens where it's like, oh, it's a black person. So let me keep an extra eye on them at this moment in time because of X, Y, and Z. Because of maybe past experiences by that officer or whoever you're dealing with. Um, So yeah, it sucks. And I hate it. I hate it a lot. It's one thing I wish, like, if God can take something, like, right now, like, that would be the thing for every single black person across the entire world. Take that off. Because just... It's just like fairness. That's all we ask for. Like Black Lives Matter wasn't for, you know, trying to like get back at police or anything. No, it's just more so, hey, like we people too, you know, like we're still humans. At the end of the day, we're all humans with red blood pumping ourselves and pumping, our, you know, everything. But you have to live that daily fear. Like my fiance deals with it right now. Are you going to make it home? Like text me when you make it to Freedom Center. Text me, like, let me know when you're about to come in the house. Like, that's, that's where we're at, you know? Scary stuff, but it's fact. You think, so, do you think that sometimes, because, well, I agree, that's, that's kind of how it goes down, but do you think that sometimes that young officer, that young, you're on Reed Road, so, like, Flint City officer, or Grand Lake City officer pulls mm-hmm. you over, and now he's got you pulled over, and now, now he's super nervous, because, like, oh, man, now we're into this. And how's this gonna go? And you're irritated. He's I'm just more so scared. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what that is, yeah. Right? But, but so that's scared whole too though. Thing, yeah. He's scared too. So this whole thing is escalating, maybe out of control where it didn't need to. And it's just and a lot of that again is is the media and world yeah. culture pressing in on this is a situation we're in. And this is how you feel and it's warranted. And now he's just this young kid doing his job. Now he's freaked out that something bad's going to happen. Because so all the stories he hears about. All the stories yeah. he hears. Yeah. So everybody's dialed up. Everybody's keyed up. And then, you know, unfortunately, sometimes around the country, something bad goes down. Yeah, because everything is, I hate the word, I hate to use the already words, but it's sensitive. Right. But it's it's warranted. Right. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Media can definitely... Whether it's social, whether it's the news, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, it can definitely be swayed a different way to make you believe that, you know? Right. And a lot of times, and to be honest, like, even in that moment when I was going through that, uh, at that time when I got pulled over, um, I had to reassure him, like, hey, how you doing, sir? Do all the extra things to make sure that he's comfortable. 
you know? And it's not like to be like, I abide to every law and, you know, it's not like that. It's just more so, hey, like, calm down. This is not what you think it is. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just going home, bro. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, when I thought of this topic, this episode... Okay, but back up just... I'm having a hard time with this because you pull somebody over for a legitimate reason. Right. So, no lights out, no nothing. If he didn't have a light out, you don't pull him over. That's right? how it's supposed to go. That's, That's how, how it's supposed yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, how it's supposed to go, yeah. So, and then you go through the basic, regular protocol of pulling somebody over. Mm-hmm. And if there was a legitimate reason, then you write them a ticket. Right. Like, there's no reason why it needs to escalate. Or a lot of times, they'll find something, which is what our perspective is. Our meaning African community, you know? They'll find something. So... Okay, so... And that's an assumption, I think, a lot of times, so too. Johnny, they have his community... They have their... African-American culture has their perspective on how this is going to happen. Now, like I said, now this young officer, because pretty much all the guys on Grand Lake City are Sorry. super young. Yep, it's very true. And super inexperienced. That guy was like really? 20... He yeah. was 24. So it's all... Probably. Yeah, so it's in all, my mindset, they're all like 30, 40, 50 years old. Yeah. Nah, he's no. young. So he's young... So he's young, so he's on Facebook too, right? So he knows all these things are going on. So now he pulls Johnny over. He goes to, then all of a sudden, in his mindset, like his heart rate's escalating. He's nervous. What's this guy going to do? He's thinking, what's this officer going to do? And so all this toxic, crazy anxiety energy is happening. And, And that's, so, and sometimes... It goes way more sideways than it needed to. So yeah. when like when I Thank thought God of this it episode, <laughs> Thank God it didn't for me. I was I had Carrie and I had watched the movie. It's called The Hate You Give, and it's just high school girl. Basically, the story for anyone who hasn't seen it. Sorry, I'm going to spoil it. Go um, ahead. It's a good movie, by the way. I is, recommend it. It is a very good movie. <laughs> so this girl is they live in a, a hood, like a ghetto community that's basically controlled by a drug dealer. But her mom and dad has her and her brother, her two brothers going to a school in a, in a white community. So it's like they live in in South Flint, but they go to Grand Blank schools, is basically. Okay. It's kind of, to put it closer to home. So she talks in the movie, she starts out, and the story is she kind of lives this double life. She's her 2.0 when she's with the white kids at white school and has to be a different way when she's home. So long story short, she goes to a party, sees one of her friends, he's taking her home. Good kid, taking her home, they get pulled over. He kind of crosses over lanes late at night. Young white officer pulls him over. And just like I'm saying, this kid's super nervous, approaches the car, freaked out already. They both have their hands kind of on the steering wheel, go through all the steps. And then he just says, sir, why are you pulling me over? And kind of, as a young kid might do, as a high school kid, kind of laughs. Kind of like, there's no one else out here. You know, what are you two doing? What are you going to do to her? Is the question the officer asks. What are you doing with her? And he chuckles, I'm taking her home. Scared officer, get out of the car. And they start going through all that. I'm going to run all your stuff. Stay here. Keep your hands on the car. Well, this kid reaches in to grab his brush. His hairbrush. He grabs his hairbrush. And meanwhile, officer's walking back up. So he grabs his hairbrush. He gets shot. So the, the perspective is from the girl. So she's in the car, sees him get shot. And so 
the storyline is should be pretty obvious what happens, except for the nuance of this kid because it was his because of where he was and kind of his home situation was working for the dealer. The dealer didn't want any unwarranted police anything in his community, so is leaning on this girl not to say anything because he doesn't want any heat come down on him. And the girl's uncle is also African-American, but on the same police force. So there's all these other nuances that come into play for this, this kid. And, and kind of the, you know, at one point, like I was telling Johnny before we started, the, the officer, her uncle, who's the officer, she asked him, what would he do? And he's trying to explain to her, well, split-second decisions, things are happening, people are moving, it's intense. And then she asked, well, if it was a white lawyer, would you shot him or ask him to show you his hands? And he says, I would have said, show me your hands. He was being honest, too, when he said yeah, that. And it was just, he was being painfully honest, but it's just, it's kind of still a place in our country where we are. And it's just, you know, I wanted to do this episode because I think to just arbitrarily dig your heel in the sand and draw a line and not have any concept of anyone else's perspective and just be, well, I see it this way and that's the only way it is, I think that's a mistake. I think that we have to be able to kind of try at least to understand that, well, different communities see this differently. And it's, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm, I work with police officers, so I'm always going to have that little bit of, okay, yeah, but there's this, they're making decisions like super fast. And either way, any mistake, and now really any mistake made at all is going to be a problem. You know, it just seems like there's just so many, so many officers making just errors of judgment. You know, when a lot of times I don't even think there was any malice, any real, it was just yeah. a mistake. Other times, oh yeah, it was terrible, terrible malice and with intent. But it's just kind of to speak to, you know, who we are sitting in this room. Right. You know, we, even if, you know, you have to pray to be able to see people the way God sees them. You know, we have to be, we kind of have to be trying to hack culture and doing our best while understanding people's perspectives and try to, you know, speak to kind of the heart of how God would have us be. I mean, it's all heavy stuff, I know, but. Yeah. I guess I, I, I hear once in a while people, oh, yeah, you know, just. The way everything looked, you know, like, PC shared a story one time where he had, like, what, bricks or something in the back of his vehicle, like, for some event or something. He had a bunch of stuff in his trunk or whatever, so it was riding a little bit lower, and he's he's a tall guy, you know, and everything. He got pulled over, and um, so we've kind of, you know, but to, to hear that it's so common, that it's affecting how you communicate and how you do life, like, that, that, that's... That's it's rough. That's really rough, yeah. But it's, it's you know, it's important, though. People need to hear this. You need to know that it's real. It's not... Yeah. Well, and, you not, know, and to be completely honest, um, there, I've had conversations with people about, you know, just going up to Aldi. Like, oh, what Aldi do you go to? Well, I go to the one on Crenna Road. Really? There's one in Brighton. Well, yeah, but it's quicker to go up oh, to Crenna for me. I heard that before. I think Sarah, Sarah yeah. Hammer told me that. Yeah, you, that, yeah. you go up to Flint. Yeah. yeah, why not? Flint's amazing. And also, it's like a couple... Minutes away. 
yeah, it's it's not <laughs> right. whatever. I'm not going there at 10 o'clock at night, just like I wouldn't go to Walmart across the street at 10 o'clock at night because you get a whole different. But I I get that response. But I will also be honest in saying that the first probably year going up there, because I was so used to just being in a predominantly white community, right. I was almost nervous to say hi to folks because I didn't know if they wanted me to say hi to them. Right. And what right. type of engagement they even, like, do you want me to be your neighbor? Do you not want me to be your neighbor? Am I going to offend you by trying to be nice? You know, so there's all this, like, because everything's so high up in, you know, everything's so elevated and, right. and so, well, you know, like... That's how we felt at the, at the laundry last week. Same situation. I know what to expect because you don't really see black people like that, I'm pretty sure. And then it's like, oh, it's two black people. On top of that, they have dreadlocks, long hair. Like, oh, they came to eat what? Pancakes? Apple juice? <laughs> Like, somebody really questioned my intelligence because I said, I want Martinelli's. Like, we don't post no, like, I only post no, like, Orchard Free or, like, <laughs> like you know, like, it, like you know, I'm, I'm serious. Like, that happened. And I was like, hmm, I know Martinelli's. There's a sparkling version. There's a little one with, like, a little round apple version. There's, you know, but it happens. But I understand what you mean. And I promise you, anybody listening to this podcast right now, Flint is fine. We are okay. You can come downtown anytime, except past 11. Might be too late for you. Which probably is too late for anybody, anybody. really. You know, right. like, yeah. it shouldn't be. I actually told a, I told a grown man that the other day. So if you, you know, I said, you know, because it's like, I start work at 5 o'clock in the morning. And he's in a mess that's been spilled over from the night before. I was like, your mom ever tell you that, like, nothing good happens after midnight? <laughs> And he just looks at me puzzled. I'm like, oh, it's facts. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, for real, because now he's arrested, warranted, you know, because wow. he had just got involved with some, got angry, got in a fight, you know. No drugs or alcohol were involved, but he got in a fight. That was a big deal. But, yeah, it's just, I think perspectives, I think, is a big deal. And it as is. the church, we as hard as it may be sometimes, as as toxic of a conversation, I think that... I don't find it hard. Wait, I love you for that, though. Too. I don't find right. it hard because at the bottom of it, it's... We are one family in Christ. Right. Amen. And we are people that are trying to find their calling and purpose in this life. We're trying to find our hope. We're trying to find... Right satisfaction and, and engagement and family and relationships. It's we're, we're knit together all the same, but our experiences are so different. Right. So that's why it's like, I've been so grateful for you and other friends that like, just help me understand, help me understand so that we can be this dynamic that we can change because Fenton's changed in the last couple of years. Right. It's, it's a slight, but it's, it's, it's not fine. all it's, it's changed. And right. it's been from people having authentic relationships and people being, um, setting that tone right. and yeah. then being willing and being brave enough to step out and, and to do what really is right. Right. Yeah. You know, that's how we yeah. felt when we came to the church. Like it was like, yo, nobody here that's like us you know what I'm saying I know but you came in right out the gate like wanting to be I I told Nick I'm like there's no way you couldn't be BFFs with that kid right because just how warm and welcoming you you were 
you are probably <laughs> not even being a member of this church and having been here more than a month, more welcoming than 80% of people that would say they've attended here. True. Just because people get so yeah. used to just coming in and doing their own thing. Right. And for you to be such a giving person to just be looking for people to bless, to be looking for people to love on, you know, and right. that, that stands out. But it also, like, lets the guard down of, right. you know, anybody, like, black or white, yellow, purple, you yeah, know, sure. to be able yeah. to walk into a room and just be open with people yeah. and be welcoming of conversation and relationship right. sets the tone and dynamic, you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would say you you made it pretty darn easy to, like, <laughs> get to know and love, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? That's all God, though, really. And then even in the conversation, like, what we're talking about, that's nothing but... And I don't speak for every black person, obviously, but a lot of us are just tired of that narrative. So we do as much as we can, whether it's social media side and relational things or even us being like me and my fiance being super PDA-ish because it's it's breaking a, a particular stereotype of like, oh... Black man, black woman, they argue at home. No, no, we don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. doesn't happen. Or you see black men being dads a lot. You know what I mean? Like, the constant stereotype of we don't care. No, we care. 100%. You know, I can speak for some, you know, and including myself. And it, that that right there, being so intentional about it, um, whether it's about you know, police relations, whether it's about, you know, y- y'all too, because I speak to y'all all the time, you know what I mean? This is, this ain't, this ain't fake for just a podcast, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's legit, like, being intentional and changing the dynamic is what's so, so important. Like, when we came to the church, like, me and Shinyari, when we came to the church, we was like, yo, like, it's not your typical, we even caught backlash from, like, our parents a little bit, um, my mom, not so much. Uh, her mom a little bit but it was more so because like why would you go to a predominantly white church it's not about that it's about the fact that the message that's being taught and it's love god love people love to serve you know what i mean those things resonated with me because i've been doing that since i became a christian you know what i'm saying like i've been doing it and 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 it's just it's super important to even carry that into you know, even police relation. Because even though I got pulled over, I said, yo, like, how's your day going? And how's this going? This, that, and the third. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Like, why are you out so late? I said, I'm actually getting home from my parents' house in Flint Township. Oh, you live out here? Yeah, I do. Oh, where you live at? Around the corner. Oh, okay. All right, man, you know what? Have a good night. That's how I end it. Right. But initially... License registration, super stern, you know. Mm-hmm. But then he comes back and I had a conversation with him. But that's the intentional part that you try to like right. change. And it don't, it, it not just do it for yourself, but it does it for the next black person. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. It does it for the person after that and then after that. Now, of course, everybody not going to be the same, but at least it calms it down a tad bit. And it's little like, by it's, little. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all it takes, you know. It's the same thing like mustard seed faith. Like it takes as much as seed to keep on going and changing. Like, that's what you got to do. It's, it's good, so good. It's a good episode. So I appreciate it, though. It means that, a lot. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Kind of short notice. 
But it was just a, this is a topic that's been on my heart for a while, just like the last episode was. But that's something that's necessary, and especially for the for us for the church, we really have to be intentional mm-hmm. and intentionally leading the way on this. And I mean, you don't have to get involved on social media, but just in your everyday life, just be open to understand people's different viewpoints, different perspectives. So. Just be a kind human being. Please, yo. All of us are not bad, I promise you. I might have yelled on the mic, but listen, all of us are not bad. We don't mean no harm, I swear. Now, if we doing something crazy, you smell weed or something, it's different. But <laughs> but uh, all in all to say, like, no, like, we really don't look for trouble. We just trying to go home, bro. That's all. I, and trust me, I don't mean that from, like, no place of, like, oh, I don't like police officers. No, I love every first responder because I know what... It's a job you'll have to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whether it's paramedics or police or firemen, you know. No, it's a job. I get it. But in that job, it's okay. Now, if we come with attitudes, I get it. But listen, I'm not even going to argue with it, you know. <laughs> but if it's like, hey, how you doing, sir? Calm down. I promise you. We don't want no problems. We just want to go home to our kid or our wife or whatever we got going on. Watch the football game or something, you know. I love you all from the Just Us podcast, so that's it. Right on. (laughs) Well, that's it. That's a wrap. So good. Thank you, Freedom Center Church, for your podcast studio, your recording studio, and your love and support. We appreciate it. Check us out on the Freedom Center podcast. That's right. And also listen to Sunday services and the morning after podcast. Hey, I'm with it. All right, then. Don't forget, Just Us podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, (laughs) all those things. (laughs) I'm done promoting. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time.